Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Get this shit going. Let's go. All right. I'm gonna play Star Trek Online while we're. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna go visit Vulcan while I'm uh, right. while you're doing the intro. I have missions to do. <laughs> I have obligations to Starfleet. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yes, you are. Mm. <laughs> Just ask, just ask your girl. Oh. So not you. I'm saying like to the audience. Oh right, like that, like that Instagram. <laughs> so stupid. Oh man. So uh, this week marked the second trailer because, like Adam corrected me last week on the Avengers trailer, that it was the third trailer, not the second trailer, because... So, in this one, we're including the teaser trailer, the second trailer for Marvel's uh, Daredevil, the next series that's going to come out on Netflix in less than a month. I'm so excited for this. All episodes are going to be released simultaneously, as you would expect from Netflix. It does look good, too. Yeah, but... uh, Yeah, in this one, we kind of get more of the story fleshed out. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, please do. Uh, we see a lot more of Matt Murdock. We get our first vi- um, view at uh, at Froggy. And then we find out uh, Karen is going to be involved in it. So those of you that are fans of the comics definitely know Karen is a, is a integral part of uh, Daredevil's backstory. Basically kind of his one of his first loves. Uh, the cool thing about this trailer, if, you, if you've seen it, is I like the fact that it's kind of showing the parallel, the rise of, Will, of uh, the Kingpin coming up through the ranks and uh, Daredevil making his, making his move towards righting the injustices that the, that the courts seem to fail. We see 
you know, we see a lot of action. We see Scott Glenn promising, you know, the young uh, Matt Murdock that he's going to train him and, uh, and, uh, and utilize the, the senses that he's lost, the sense that he lost his vision, but heighten everything else. So really good. I thought it was really good at developing kind of like this is what the show is going to be about. Um, so really, really awesome. I did like at the end the little, the little nod to, uh, to the Avengers being in that universe. It's like, well, maybe if you guys would stop, maybe if you guys had like a suit of iron or a fancy hammer, you guys wouldn't get your butts kicked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of get the idea, like, going, okay, cool. The little nod to the Marvel universe, it is all part of it. So uh, that's always good. And Adam just threw up a picture. <laughs> His his famous wrestling picks. The two the two notes. two main reasons I even watch wrestling anymore. Really. <laughs> anyway, uh, I actually did that by accident. I was moving icons around on my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> Should put that on the Lazy Geeks Facebook page so people can see what you're looking at. <laughs> I will too. <laughs> so reason why I watch wrestling. <laughs> but one, uh, of, one of the reasons. What? Yeah. But the biggest reason, <laughs> right? I don't fast forward to that to the their matches at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so starts in April. This this summer is going to be pretty fucking badass. I mean, April you have Daredevil, and then a month later you have the Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron, which last week we already saw their trailer. So uh, I'm 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 gonna so binge watch Daredevil that weekend, dude. It's just not even gonna be funny. I'm sorry, I got distracted with up- uploading the picture to Facebook. <laughs> there you go. Wrestling is important, kids. Bam. <laughs> um, yeah, it does look really good. It, it looks it looks like it's going to be interesting, and it looks like they're going to do the character justice too. That's that's what's important. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are still like wondering, like, why is he have an old black costume, and why doesn't it look like that? I kind of have a feeling they're going to kind of do with him what they kind of did with Arrow, like. Each, each, you know, his costume in the first season was kind of shoddy. But as it gets closer and closer to becoming Green Arrow or the Green Arrow, it's it's more of like he's starting to kind of don those pieces, you know. Right. I kind of feel that he might do the same thing with this one. Like maybe the end of season one, we might see him standing on a rooftop in that red outfit, and then you just like ski, you know. As long as they don't do it like uh, Smallville. Is this the thing? Is as long as none of these shows are like Smallville, I'll be happy. I don't think any of these shows are like okay. Smallville at this point. Somebody save! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> That's the only... Smallville was the only time that I ever called Superman a pussy. Wow. The only time. Well, he, and I've he, read a lot of Superman comic books. <laughs> and he wasn't even really like Superman at that point. I mean, you know... I don't know. His his only kryptonite in that show was Lana. <laughs> I mean, I kind of don't blame him, but still, you know. I, I don't but know. You got better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just, I don't know. I could never get into Smallville. And the fact that it went on 10 seasons was like. It's huh. because it was on CW and there was a lot of love story in it. That's, that's yeah. the real reason. Mm-hmm. It, people that were watching that show were not Superman fans or comic book fans. They were teenagers that like teenage angst. Yeah, that's true. That was that's a time of Dawson's Creek too, and all that. So, but uh, but CW is smart. So you got to give credit to CW. They did it with Vampire Diaries too. Vampire Diaries is not a good show. No, it's and that's not an opinion, folks. 
And but <laughs> it's just a scientific fact. Right. But it has Nina Dobrev on it. See, they do that shit on purpose because I'll sit there and go, Vampire Diaries, do I really have to watch this? Like my daughter will be watching it. And then Nina Dobrev comes on the screen. I'm like, well, I guess I can, right. guess I can watch some of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put a little something in there for everybody. Right, right. Uh, can you turn that fan a little bit away from? No, fuck you. My fan is legit. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, oh, and uh, for those of you that have been waiting the three fucking weeks till the new show, this is the one reason why people binge watch when shit comes out on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. You don't have to wait three fucking weeks for a new episode of The Flash. Um, yeah, why is it on hiatus? I have no fucking clue. And they, like, don't, they don't call it a hiatus anymore, but no, it is. Yeah, it is, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the last three weeks, it was like, I was watching it and, like, getting close to, you know, uh, revealing, like, you know, what's his name as as um, Wells as the reverse Flash and the 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 introduction of uh, Groot. But then, uh, all of a sudden, it was like, Coming, uh, returning, you know, March eight seventeenth. I was like, "What? What the fuck is this?" I remember, I remember when there was a set schedule for these things, and they it was to the T, dude. Like, yeah. remember the nineties? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you knew when the shows were coming out. Yeah, and it was all scheduled. It's like they like, oh, Doctor Who does it. Why? It's like you're not Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. Don't, you know, I even like the Flash, but you're not Doctor Who. Yeah, you can't just. Put your shows on whatever the fuck you want. I know, and then this, and then Arrow went an extra week, and then it was like in two weeks, Arrow will be back. I'm like, what the fuck for? Why are you guys disappearing? There has to be a reason, though. Yeah, I have no clue, but uh, this week they're both coming back, so everybody can we can find out what's going to happen when the Flash meets up and finds and finds out that uh, Doctor Wells is actually the Reverse Flash. Somebody say. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Welling returns as Superman. <laughs> right. Somebody <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, um, on, so, yeah, go ahead. Listen. Princess rap battles. That's all I got to say. So, YouTube. Um, you can also see the video on uh, thelazygeeks.com. Yes, YouTube is very popular with the Princess Rap, or I'm sorry, with rap battles in general. Right. Um, and uh, I have to, I have to pull up it now because I forgot her name and I feel bad. <laughs> but you know, so we got Sarah Michelle Gellar as. Uh, well, Sarah Michelle Gellar was um, Cinderella. Cinderella. Right. And Whitney Avalon, who's okay. also the creator of Princess Rap Battle, she's Belle. Yeah. Um. Now this is the fourth one yeah the fourth one so other ones other ones were um galdra gadra and I'm, <laughs> I'm even a fan and i can't pronounce it galadriel fucking the lady of light from lord of the rings versus princess leia <laughs> um snow white versus elsa <laughs> and my personal favorite because the raps were fucking dope and it, it was weird it, it was weirdly good <laughs> was um Mary Poppins versus Miss Claus. Oh dude. See that one. I so fucking um Whitney Avalon played Miss Claus was kind of awkward because she was like gangsta about it. <laughs> but um Whitney Avalon was much like Mary Poppins, so she was super proper in English. Right. But the wordplay was stupid. It was just dumb. Like I was like, this is fucking good. <laughs> I need to see this shit. But um 
all of them have been good. I mean, some have been better than others, obviously. You know, you have favorites and stuff, but... um, I like how uh, fucking Belle had uh, Pocahontas in the background. <laughs> yeah. That's one of her backup dancers. <laughs> and it's cool, too, because they, they, it's it's a lot like um, Rap Battles of History, because they yeah. put in shit that only fans are going to know. Like, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar says, um, these girls are tripping, they must have cut off their toes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the in the real story of Cinderella her stepsisters cut off their toes to yeah, fit into to fit the, shoe. the shoe. Yeah. So that's not even a Disney reference. That's how deep that goes. You know what I mean? So it's like, I had, I had my prince before midnight. Right. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I was like, Oh, that's like, a, Oh, I have to watch. Oh yeah. I've been, wa- I've been seeing it. And I noticed you used that as a post. So I went to watch that. I was cracking up. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar as Cinderella. That was awesome. It was good. You guys got to check that out, though. That's, I just wanted to mention it. And then, uh, more importantly, I got that new job, though. That's right. So, you know, I'm, I'm employed. <laughs> In case you weren't clear when you said you got a new job. Right, yeah, right. You're employed. <laughs> right. So, uh, decent job. It is a bit downtown. So, I'll be taking... So, would that be, uh, would that be Phoenix proper? Yes. Well, it's by Sky Harbor Airport, which is downtown anyway. Mm. It's it, Sky Harbor Airport isn't like in the middle of Phoenix, but it's it's like the beginning of one edge of Phoenix. Um, so it's a busy area, obviously, and I'm going to be taking the uh, train in. I call it the trolley, but everyone makes fun of me when I call it the trolley. trolley. It really it isn't a trolley. It's it's an above ground subway. Okay. But we're, I always call like the, those. You could call it the people mover. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I always called a a trolley from where I'm from. Any any above ground rail system was a trolley. But no, here on the West Coast, people think of San Francisco when you say trolley. So they they think I'm dumb. So I'm supposed to call it the light rail. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which is, I think, dumber. So I call it whatever the fuck I want. I just say transit. I'm taking transit. It's like here, uh, the above ground... uh... What I like to refer to as the, uh, they call it the light rail, the blue line over here, which is, I like to refer to it as the, uh, the yeah, the trolley system, because that's basically what it is. Exactly. So, it's really cool. I, I like it. I like the light rail system here. I think it was very smart of them to do, um, because there was talks, I've lived here for a while now, and before that came around, there was talks of uh, making a subway system. Which, at first, you're like, oh, that sounds awesome. But they would still be making the subway system. And they were talking about it like 15 years ago. Because the ground here is like cement in the Arizona desert. So it would have been ridiculous. So light rail, it's cool. It's awesome. And it gives me some much-needed personal time. (laughs) See, I like like the commute because I, I don't have to listen to anybody for like a solid hour. Right, right. You know, everyone's always chatting in my fucking ear, <laughs> asking so me get shit. To, so you get to, you know, cruise the, cruise the internet, read comics. On my Samsung Galaxy Note 4. Yeah. So, plenty to do, right? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Or sleep. No, I, I, I'm afraid to sleep on the, <laughs> on the bus or anything, because I always think I'm going to miss my stop. I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I did that once. I think when I was going to touch commerce, 
and I fell asleep and missed my stop and i was like motherfucker i don't know but you'll see those career fucking bus riders and they they sleep every time you see them in the morning and they wake up right on fucking cue yeah it's like, how the fuck do you do that <laughs> it's, it's they, got, they got spidey senses right <laughs> and also i don't sleep in public because uh you don't know what people are doing especially when i was in la fuck Somebody that. sticking their penis in your ear while you're trying right. to sleep on the bus <laughs> half of the time when i was on the bus in la people would get on i'm questioning if they were human or not <laughs> let alone if they were gonna hurt me there's a lot of there's a lot of questions to be asked in los angeles <laughs> and there's no answers to be had <laughs> no they don't even know i know right? <laughs> what species are you <laughs> uh all right. Well, shall we jump into some news? I guess. All right. Uh, in movie news this week, we finally got, like everybody was waiting with bated breath, uh, the release date for Episode 8 of Star Wars. Keep in mind that Episode 7 has not yet been released in theaters. Uh, but uh, during a uh, conference call, a stockholders, shareholders meeting conference call, uh, Disney and, and uh, Lucasfilms announced that Star Wars Episode Eight will break the trend that's is kind of set with the first spinoff series, which is actually called the the first spinoff will be called Star Wars Rogue One. Now that leaves up to everybody's imagination what that's going to be about. Uh, and it sounds uh, like a, a a pilot's call sign. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you always heard Rogue Leader, and then yeah. you know, Rogue Three was um, or Red Five was a. Uh, um, Red 5 was Luke, right? And Red 3 was Wedge? Or something you're like that. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, now, if Star I was asking... Trek yeah, I was going to say, if I was if I was going to ask what quadrant <laughs> uh, the Defiant was rolling through, I would be able to get that answer from you. But uh, but in any case... Uh, I don't know the quadrant, Jesus. <laughs> it's still married. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, uh, it was the alpha set. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Episode 7 and Rogue One are, were slated to be released in December. But uh, for Episode 8, they're actually releasing it on May 26, 2017. Most people kind of missed it except for I was watching one uh, or listening to one podcast. And they were the only ones that actually mentioned it uh, is that Actually, May 25th, 1977, that'll make it the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars film being released. Nice. So to me, that makes sense why they released that one in May to kind of coincide with that. So maybe then we'll see the remaster- the unaltered remastered of the original films <laughs> before <laughs> Lucas got his hands on them. Uh, but yeah, so that one is slated for um, uh, 2017. So... And it's weird because it's going to make it about six months between the spinoff and the new Star Wars film. So it's like the shortest birth you ever had to wait for a Star Wars movie. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, it, it, it makes sense, though. The, Disney's going to want to do it kind of like... Uh, around the anniversary, you know, they're going to want to... Yeah, and then like Marvel release times, too, where something's constantly moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it makes sense, too, because it was... I mean, obviously... The original Star Trek movies were made in a different era, right. but um, there was a large gaps of time in between them. Yeah, but think you know. about it with Marvel. I mean, shit, you got that. 
um, in 2017. Then you're going to have the new Spider-Man movie comes out that year. I think. Marvel doesn't stop, dude. I can't. I'm I'm a big Disney fan, action. and I still <laughs> I yeah I still can't keep up with like wait what movie's coming out this month? Like fuck, yeah, dude. Exactly, and it's like Disney just keeps throwing shit out at you. Like <laughs> here, take this, take this. And then we keep throwing them paychecks too. Yeah, like, and I don't mind. I don't really mind. Take my money. <laughs> I had an argument about something about that. It's like, you know how much money Disney has taken from people? I'm taken. You mean by making quality content that they want to watch? <laughs> do, do you not? Do you not know how business works? <laughs> it's not like Disney came. Mickey Mouse came in my house and fucking held me up. Well, it's like those people that say like, oh, you know, uh, McDonald's forces you to eat their shit. I was like, no, I don't remember. You know, the SWAT team, uh, the McDonald's SWAT team breaking into my house. Taking my ass down to McDonald's, real, forcing me to eat that the, shit. The real question is, why are you choosing to eat McDonald's? Exactly. You know, because out of all the fast food restaurants, let's be honest. Or when people go like, I don't eat there because you don't have anything like you don't have any any healthy food. McDonald's doesn't have a healthy food. Do you know what they built their business on? Because it's fucking McDonald's. You ain't supposed <laughs> to go there for healthy food. Yeah. If you're looking for kale, you ain't going to McDonald's. That's all I'm saying. They actually do have a lot of healthy food on there now too. Yeah. Salads and shit. Yeah. But... Just get a fillet of fish or fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! What was it, a meme I, I remember seeing? They were um, two cops in uh, um, Central Park. It looked like Central Park. Um, they looked like New York cops, and they were in a park, so it was most likely Central Park. Um, they were carrying one of those uh, those. Um, What's the McDonald's clown? Ronald McDonald. Yeah, Ronald McDonald. Where they sit, you know, the ones that sit on the bench, the statue? Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, they're carrying it, and the way they're carrying it, it looks like he's kicking his heels up, like, ooh! And it said, um, it said, uh, she was looking at me funny, so I gave her the McDick. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, the picture just makes it perfect. It's like one of those famous memes. It's been around for a while. Anyway. Enough about McDicks. All right. <laughs> Time for that shit. Um, speaking of The Flash, too. So The Flash has got a cool epic trailer. And since they've been on a hiatus, the trailer uh, kind of gives, gives scenes from three different episodes. Um, one major takeaway. There's a lot of stuff going on. But the major takeaway for me was um, there's the Trickster's making a comeback. So the, there's the Trickster is, you would say, a lesser-known DC character. But he's he just plays tricks on people, basically. Like he's kind of a Joker knockoff. Like back in the day, he was kind of a Joker. He's a cool character, but the idea was was you know, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, in the <laughs> original, I? in Do the I? original, in the original Flash series in 1990, the television series, uh, good old Mark Hamill actually played the trickster that's right and it was it was beautifully done in that fucking leotard that he wore well, <laughs> did it too um which well, kind of cool look kind of looked like a uh, cock knocker in uh, jane silent bob strike back it really know? did it really <laughs> did um well this is the interesting twist though see the first i think the first bit you saw and it wasn't really a trailer i think it was just an image the trickster was wasn't Mark Hamill, was some young dude. Well, it happens in this trailer. It says that that trickster is a copycat, and the real trickster, Mark Hamill, has been in prison. Oh yeah. So yeah, now, yeah. so now the Flash is going to be working with Mark Hamill's trickster to catch the copycat because obviously he doesn't want him taking any of the glory. So they're making it out to be that 
Mark Hamill's going to be working with the fuck, but obviously for that kind of character, he's probably got an angle or something oh, like that. Oh, of course. Of course. So it's, def- it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I don't see Mark Ham- Hamill being a regular on the show, though. I think that's, no. and, and I think that's, uh, Flash has kind of been doing that with most of their, most of his villains. They're kind of like bottle episodes and shit, at least the ones that I saw. Yeah. Like, and there the- haven't been many repeats. Yeah, and there's only been a few that they've kind of brought back and forth and stuff like that. And I, th- I think that's just kind of how they're building the rogues gallery. And I think when we get into like season two and stuff like that, we're going to start seeing more arcs with some of them and things like that. Flash's rogues gallery is is a strange one. So, Which is actually kind of it's, – it's funny because it's not the strongest of uh, the superheroes, you know, the super friends. Um <laughs> But uh, I, I think in, in a lot of aspects, I think the series is doing well with them. Like they're making them yeah. l- not quite as corny, but also a little more real. So you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like the way they did Captain Cold. Like he's not actually a cold person, you know, but he like, but he has a cold weapon, you know, and stuff like that. So I think it's being pretty interesting. Yeah, because a lot of people always say – Batman has the best rogue gallery, and I agree. But the reason being is because they constantly evolved the rogue gallery around Batman. Right. And some of these other characters, they didn't get that treatment. So they bring them back, and all you remember is that corny asshole from the fucking 70s. Right, right, right. You know, so <laughs> I think the, I think the show's doing a good job, though. I haven't really been keeping up with the show, but what I've been seeing, um, they've really been updating characters pretty well. And, and still keeping true to them in, in a lot of the more important senses. So yeah. you 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 need to check up on it because the the pop. I have culture... so much to watch. Oh sh- bullshit! And you watch none of them. I watch the Next Generation like every night, dude. <laughs> 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 I do. <laughs> I go to sleep with uh, Captain Picard. <laughs> well, wow, that's, that's just hey, that's really what? weird. <laughs> you know what? I was gonna take it back. I'm but really not. No, no, not no. gonna. <laughs> no, but no, but you you really should catch up on it because the. Just the way they've been handling the storylines, and I think also the the way they're making the pop culture references fit the stories is is really hilarious. So, um, uh, but yeah, which is the better one, Flash or Arrow? That's the real question. I think if you're looking for something a little, I think uh, uh, the Flash is more fun. I can kind of repeatedly watch episodes of the Flash. Arrow's more heavy, huh? Uh, Arrow's a little. It's basically kind of their Batman kind of thing. You know, but uh, it's it, Arrow is a little more heavy, uh, but I think uh, the Flash is a lot more entertaining, and uh, I think it really kind of, I think Flash kind of sinks into the um, the character's mythos and you know building on that. You know they're building it up, but then the whole reverse Flash storyline is is pretty cool. So somebody you know. said. <laughs> 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 always it always comes back to Smallville, doesn't it? <laughs> That's the title of the podcast. <laughs> Somebody save me. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess it's time we move into some gaming news. Ooh. Oh. Well, there are probably many of you out there that were purchasing your PlayStation 4 console this year with hopes of playing Naughty Dog's latest opus, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Well, at some or at least at some point this year. Well, it seems you have to wait a little bit longer for the game to come out. Uh, creative director Neil Druckmann took to the PlayStation blog to talk about the game's delay until spring 
2016. Uh, we never really had a, a solid release date in 2015, but now we gotta wait for some solid release date in 2016. <laughs> uh, quote unquote, Stein, uh, this game deserves every bit of a, a t- uh, try that again. This game deserves every bit of the attention to detail, precise pacing, and nuanced storytelling Naughty Dog is known for, says Neil Druckmann. Uh, so we've made the difficult choice of pushing the game's release date. Giving us a few extra months will make certain that Uncharted for a Thief's End not only meets the team's high standards, but the high standards that gamers have come to expect from a Naughty Dog title. Now, Naughty Dog does not, does not postpone shit to be like Blizzard. Because if you've seen every game, I think uh, wasn't The Last of Us pushed back too mm-hmm. from its original release date? And look how amazing that came out. Naughty so, Dog pushes things back when it needs, when they just need more time. Yeah, they're not. Like, a, they're not trying to fuck with you. <laughs> I, I, I wrote in my piece. I go, you know, they're not uh, Ubisoft. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, they don't do an Assassin's Creed release it and then hope to God it works out when they patch it up later on. Uh, so. But Naughty Dog games always come out crisp as fuck, dude. I know, dude. Naughty Dog really knows how to. Barely any updates <laughs> after you get it. And that's just a beautiful thing. It is. and But just you see it in the storytelling, the pacing, the quality that it's not. And it, it very seldom do they ever come out with any real glitches. So, you know, you don't have that extensive patch, <laughs> day one patch. Right. Whenever you're putting that game in. Okay, now here are all the fixes for the shit that they couldn't fix before they in order for it to make its release date. Um, so, uh, I guess for me, it just means I can hold out a little bit longer on getting a PlayStation 4. <laughs> I don't know, man. My PS4 is sexy as hell. Well, I, I was looking at that and like last week I was looking around and I was actually looking at a lot of the games for the PS4 and I was like, either one, I already have them or two, the games that are out. I'm not like, like the only game I really wanted to kind of play was the order, you know? Uh, that's strictly for the PlayStation 4, but I was like, eh. you know. That's a that's an on the rails game though. Yeah, I know. That's what I've been hearing, but it's the like only I, game that I, I've been. I heard it was badass, but on on the rails games, man, that's a rent. Yeah. You know, and then just tear through it and call it a day. But see, with me, I didn't. My PS3 broke a while ago, so I didn't really play any of the newer games. So all these remasters are new to me. Yeah. So like I got um not that it's a remaster, but I got GTA five, I'd never played it. I got um Last of Us remastered, never played it. Yeah. And then I got Dragon Age Inquisition. Which is amazing. <laughs> you know, but I actually I've been uh I don't know, I've been bouncing from game to game because they're all good. Yeah. You know, I took a break from GTA because I was playing the shit out of that. <laughs> but and the, you can only have so much GTA sometimes. Yeah, so well, that's the thing with GTA. You can binge for so long, and then you're just like, okay, I need to stop. And, and it's then... a sudden, like, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. It's when you start driving around in real life, and you start seeing it <laughs> as if you're seeing GTA. That's when you need to take a break. <laughs> that's when you're like, you're like, okay, step away. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like, damn, I really need to get uptown real quick. Maybe I'll just steal this bitch's car. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'll cut through these alleys and up the sidewalk over here. Wait, no, I can't. I need to. I need and it's to not. It's not like 
it's not like you you know i'm not i'm not saying that video games cause violence at all i'm not saying that I, I, it's causing me to want to do things it's causing me to be frustrated that i won't do those things and realizing how frustrating the real world is because in gta you're basically a god you could do whatever the fuck you want even if the cops go just drive really fast in one direction they're not going to catch you actually the fucking cop, cop chases in gta 5 are so much fun dude like they come at you they ain't uh, fucking around it's pretty you actually have to lose them there's a sphere of influence that you have to get out of um okay anyway speaking of game consoles the the lesser liked one anyway the middle the middle child the middle child um the xbox one microsoft's been celebrating a bit uh and definitely you know they've been doing some price drops and and stuff like that to get some extra sales and it's paying off of course because it always does um, Xbox One hardware has seen a month-to-month increase of 84% in sales uh, in February. So that's compared you know, to <laughs> compared to January. But oh yeah, that's the thing. PS4 is still winning, right? Because so we know how many units they're actually selling, not shipping, yeah. selling. Yeah. So who knows? But um, they also mentioned uh, that Xbox Live users spent 74 hours on the online service in the same month. So on average, each Xbox Live user spends 74 hours um, on Xbox Live, which breaks down to about 18 and a half hours a week. And I said it wasn't specified how much of this time was spent gaming versus net- <laughs> Netflix binge watching. I know, right? Um, which I'm sure they're counting, which really shouldn't count <laughs> because you can watch Netflix on everything. Um, Mike Nicholas, Nichols, Nick, is it Nick? Nick Nichols. Nick's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Nichols. Nichols. Big Mike, corporate vice president, <laughs> corporate vice president of Xbox marketing at Microsoft. Uh, he said, and I quote: "Xbox Live set new records, quadrupling global gaming hours on Xbox One and Xbox 360 in February 2015, compared to February 2014." Uh, he said, "We are grateful to our fans for choosing to play on Xbox One." Yeah, but see, that's the thing, and I'm not trying to not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock the Xbox One, but, but we are. <laughs> no, I really am not. I'm, I'm I'm more talking about Microsoft and how they word things. Like, okay, yeah, they they spent more hours on Xbox Live than they did in 2014. Well, of course they did. More people have Xbox Ones. Well, also, and also, uh, Xbox isn't behind the paywall. Uh, isn't there's not that paywall anymore? Yeah. So are they counting the silver members as well? Right. Are they counting the people that don't pay for Xbox Live and just watch Netflix all day? Because then that's bullshit. Because of course they're using it. You know. Um, anyway, PlayStation 4 again, still leading in sales for February. Um, but Xbox's 84% is definitely something to celebrate. So the real question is if Microsoft can keep it up and stay strong by the end of 2015. Because they're, they're, they kind of go up and down a little bit with this console and really like it's to the point and i kind of agree with this too in the beginning for anyone who wasn't an xbox fanboy the obvious choice was the ps4 just because of what was going on we're at a point now that microsoft has tweaked it enough and and fixed a few failings that you're really not going to be dissatisfied if you're on the fence you're not going to be dissatisfied either way like, you're yeah. still going to get a quality gaming system and, and play some great games. Now it's more nitpicking, like, yeah. about about features and shit like that. Do I still prefer the PS4? Yes. 
But it's now if someone says, "Oh, I picked up an Xbox One yesterday," I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, I'm not like, "Why?" Yeah. Why would you do that? You know, because Microsoft is kind of unless finally... unless you're a Sony fanboy and you go, "You're dead to me." <laughs> Why are we even fucking friends? Yeah. yeah. Why am I talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> of course, none of my friends um, bought an Xbox One. They all bought PS4s. So. <laughs> I don't really have to deal with that, but I can only assume that I would say. I think with a big switch. problem, to, yeah, I mean, but let's let's put it into perspective, you know, selling 84% more than you did the month before means you sold two, and now you sold, what, three? <laughs> you know? well, I think the numbers are a little higher than that, but yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, just put, I'm just putting it into perspective because of the fact that they never tell us actually how many were sold. Well, here's another thing that wasn't specified in that article either. Are we talking... I'm can only I can fairly assume that Microsoft is talking about uh, U S sales. Oh yeah, no, they're not talking about worldwide because worldwide they Sony murders them, and that was back in the PS3 days was the same thing. Yeah, because Japan wants nothing to do with Microsoft game consoles. Well, yeah, because they make the greatest games and consoles on the planet. They don't have time for America's bullshit. Yeah, you know, so and also you're dealing with the old Microsoft too, which was very bullish, very, you know, which um, is not how they do it in Japan. Exactly, or even just even just with Europe, it just was that, you know, oh, we got the greatest console known to man. Yeah, we have things that fuck up, but who cares? Yeah, only in America, (laughs) only in America does every mom and pop coffee shop have the world's greatest coffee. Right. (laughs) Like there's no there's no fucking consensus for that. You're just saying that. Exactly. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> oh man. But you know, I mean, but yeah, like going to your point, yeah, they've they want now that they've they've got the new regime over there and they really know what's going on. I think Xbox One still probably not so much now as it did before, but I think the the stigma that they had of we have to, you know, everything's connected. You cannot do anything without the connect. You cannot do anything without, you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing. I think still lingers a little bit. And that's why I think a lot of people yeah. went with Sony because Sony was like, do whatever the fuck you want. We don't care. <laughs> I honestly think. And because is... they branded it, because Xbox branded it as an entertainment console like Nintendo did at the end, at the decline of the video game era. But, uh, uh, and Sony was just like, well, this is for gamers. You want to play games? Here's a console for you. That is true. I never really thought about that, where what Microsoft classified their console is is the same exact thing the NES was classified as. Yeah. But it they was a completely to... different market. Yeah, and they time. didn't and Microsoft didn't need to to do that. Now they... there's now you say, Oh, it's not it's not just a game console. It's a, gamers are like, Well, fuck you then, I don't want that. Yeah. Like, you know, I, and, I don't care about Netflix. They'll use Netflix, but they don't yeah. care about Netflix because yeah. everything does that. Well, you remember when they announced that they were talking about, yes, yeah, this is all the cool stuff you could do when you're watching movies and TV and all that stuff. And everybody's yeah. kind of like, yeah, but how do the games look? Like, I thought that was cool. Like, some yeah. of the features, but it's... It's not it, something that would cause me to buy it, though. It's just a fancy VCR at that point. <laughs> right. I didn't... Notice I didn't say Blu-ray player. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, switching gears into comic news. Ooh. Yeah. So if you're I'm excited every time we change <laughs> change section. Uh Lisa, are you wearing pants this time? Because last week you weren't wearing pants. Um, I am wearing pants as okay. well as socks, but I do lack a shirt. Uh, as usual. Yeah. It just gets in the way of the beard. My uh, house, my rules. That's all it is. <laughs> that's my all it is. My rule. Uh so 
if you're a Marvel comic fan and you love Mar- Marvel's little Marvel variants, then you definitely know the name of Scotty Young. He's done all the little Marvel variant covers for the entire line. Well, during the upcoming Secret Wars events, Scotty will be bringing the world together in a Marvel one-shot. Giant-sized little Marvel AVX. It's exactly what you think. It's a parody of the classic 2012 AVX event as told through the little Marvel universe. Uh, the, he will be the writer and artist of the project and is happy to mash up Secret Wars, AVX, and Young Marvels. Quote, the big questions are for my buddy Jonathan Hickman, who is actually figure, uh, who has to actually figure out how to put a giant puzzle together. I'm spoiled. I have I get free reign over all of the best characters Marvel has to offer. Throw them in a book where they will have to battle over whose food cart slash food truck is the best. So you know the big stuff. <laughs> uh, the you can see the cover on the LazyGeeks.com. It's uh, and it's just basically looks like the first Marvel uh, AVX issue where it's Captain America and Cyclops facing off the mutants and the the heroes. But it's it's hilarious because you got you know Captain America missing a tooth, you know, and little baby Wolverine and all that stuff. So looks really fun. Um, no actual release date, but you can figure it's going to probably be somewhere in June. I was trying to see if there was all this. Uh... Marvel talk. Um, coming to see if there's an update on that dude, Norman Lee. Oh, right, yeah. And there doesn't seem to be one. No, I haven't heard anything new since we recorded last week. Yeah, he's presumed dead. That's the, that's the, uh, that's been the, not, that's kind of the consensus. Not to be a downer, you know, I just, I was hoping. I was hoping. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. Maybe I. Maybe I missed that news. You know that they found him yeah, alive. Yeah. You know they found him on a small little island sipping a mai tai. You know. Even though, <laughs> even though I have Google set up to give me notifications, so I didn't miss anything. But <laughs> just hoping. Just hoping. Somebody save. <laughs> That's that was inappropriate. Um, funny, but that, I know, right? Um, Too soon. All right. Yeah. No <laughs> so now we can start talking about a real comic book company. So. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, how's Mar- Howard the Duck? Have you read that yet? Oh my god, it was awesome! It <laughs> I have, really, it I haven't really read was. it yet. I, Dude, I, you're gonna love it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. First of all, guest appearance you're gonna love. All right. Um, at the end of the book, the story was was very well put together and very true to the character. And they even get a little a little joke about the movie. Oh, just nice. just to barely you'll barely notice it, but it was enough to make me smile. <laughs> and it was it wasn't even in the story it was in the uh like the setup for oh, the right. the story which that marvel is... loves to do they love yeah. to do a little setup page which i think is nice because it makes it easier to jump into a story in the middle they give you a little summary of what's going on yeah, dc and I... doesn't do that then you can go fuck yourself if you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you didn't you, you don't know this fuck off you go so check you, out a wiki <laughs> it's like so go buy the back issues like what yeah. the fuck <laughs> Go, um, go by the back issues. Oh, well, this is a sequel story to a story we told in the 70s prior to uh, Crisis, so you may have to find these issues. <laughs> so this next story is an interesting one. So there's been all this fucking talk about um, homosexuality in comic books and Marvel's taking it. Marvel and DC, I feel, have different strategies for this, and I know they're both aware of what they're doing. So I'm not saying DC is just casual about it. They're just making it seem like they're casual about it, which I think is the better way. Not that Marvel's really fucking up, 
but they're making it grand events like marriages and stuff like that. Right. Um, recently, uh, Steve wrote an article on the lazygeeks.com about uh, Catwoman's bisexuality and you know and playing for both teams essentially. Exactly, and you can you can hear us talk about that on podcast one eighty one. That's right. Square uh, up. <laughs> yeah, square up. Was it two podcasts ago? I thought yeah, it was I thought it was last that. week too, but uh, I went back and looked in the show notes. I was like, oh, it was 181. So, Holly Quinn not only has her a self-titled book now, very successful. Um, it's one of the biggest It's one of the biggest pullers on the DC line right now. And for good reason. Very well written. Um, it's about a character that everybody pretty much loves. Um, and if they don't, they're fucking up, really. Um, <laughs> they need Jesus. <laughs> they need Jesus. Uh, so there's a bit in the next Holly Quinn, which actually comes out this week, I believe. Um, and I'm going to read it because it's short. And it's it's just a page, really. I'm not going to read my article, just a page. So Holly starts talking. She's she's crying, as always. Um, and then after bailing bailing on our date, I ran into him on the street with his mom when he thought I was working. He won't return my calls and his mom hangs up on me and but I'm not gonna read this whole thing. So basically she's complaining because she's been trying to go on a date with a new person that lives in the building that she manages. Mm -hmm. But she's really busy. Like that's the that's the main thing. She's got so a lot of shit going on. Right. And um so he thinks now that she keeps flaking out on him. So She's consult. She's she's confiding in um, poison ivy as well as a bottle of wine. You know, as as <laughs> as you would do, as you would do, right? Um, and then she poison ivy said something like, you know, oh, you need you need assistance to help you, you know, with your thing. And so Harley goes, oh, I'm your assistant, or thank you for being my assistant, or whatever. And she's like, no, not me. So she jumps on her, and there's a little moment where they're kind of looking at each other and Harley keeps getting closer and she's laying on top of her. And then there's a bit goes, is that your hand? Is that yours? I asked you first. Are you going to get off? Are you? I'm not. (laughs) So it's funny. So some people are talking about, Oh, you know, Harley Quinn, you know, she might go both ways as well. No, Harley Quinn's just fucking Harley Quinn. Like she does whatever the hell she wants. Not only that, but there, you can tell that she's drunk for one. Like she's going hick in some of them, which is the comic book tell sign that you're right, right, yeah. too much. Um, and it's just it's more of a testament to because then the boy the 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 dude comes in and interrupts and they start talking normal and shit like that. So it's I think it's just more of a testament of DC is taking this very casual, uh, just kind of putting these kind of social elements into their comics in a gradual way and in a natural way. They're not making them a big deal. Yeah. Well, I kind um, of always figured Harley Quinn was crazy enough to just do whatever. I mean, she's... Playing, she doesn't play by the rules. She yeah. just does whatever the fuck she wants. I mean, in, uh, what was it, that uh, Batman Assault on Arkham, which was technically the Suicide Squad cartoon? Yeah. Um, yeah, she fucked uh, Deadshot and... Uh, just cause. Just cause, yeah. And uh, what was it? She uh, went on that bad date with Bruce Wayne. In that uh, in that one shot, yeah, the Valentine's Day, the special. Valentine's special, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the character's charm, isn't it? Like she just, you never know what she's gonna do. She's yeah. so doing weird shit. So I think I think 
She's like the crazy girl in high school that you all knew. You know, you, you kind of didn't know where she came from. Yeah. She's the one that went on spring break and had like a had like a threesome with a son and father team. Like weird <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? I actually heard that on the radio today. Um, so comparing her to the Catwoman situation, I think, is, is a non-issue. Because Catwoman yeah. is a sane individual. As much as the crawling around like a cat thing. But in the DC <laughs> universe, she's a sane individual. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a different thing altogether. I do think this next comic book is going to be funny. Though. I've, I've, been watching, I've been reading these Harley Quinns like, like nobody. It's so actually, fun. I, I've started picking up the Harley Quinn stuff. Like I'm going to start reading that and uh, checking it out. And uh, I mean, like I said, I, I read that special and I thought that was funny. So I think I'm going to start picking this this one up. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's kind of funny because she's she has a bunch of jobs. That's why she's busy. Mm. Um, one of them is she's a psychiatrist again. <laughs> I think at an old folks home or something. Jeez. So when she gets ready for that job, she has to put makeup on to look like she used to look. Oh, before the Joker bleached her skin, because her skin is permanently like that. Oh, jeez. So she has to like fucking like dye her hair temporarily blonde, and then she has to like <laughs> put foundation on and shit. It's kind of funny, but like, um, like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that they they keep they keep the elements true, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I, I thought that was funny that people were going all fucking ass crazy about it. And, it's because it starts playing into the whole fantasy realm. There's more slash fiction to be written now that they know this. <laughs> I think I think too that 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 bit in the Harley Quinn thing because the Harley Quinn is written by a team, a man and a woman. Right. So I think really that was probably just this is going to be a fun scene. Yeah. Between these two, I don't think they were trying to fucking change the social dynamic of society right. by having Harley Quinn um, drunkenly tackle Poison Ivy for a second. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, moving on into technology news. Well, one of the biggest announcements from Apple's Spring Forward event was the fact that they announced their new smartwatch. Well, aside from that, Apple's debuted its new 12-inch MacBook Air that is lighter and thinner than existing models. But one thing that many people are missing is that that it only offers you one port for everything. Also, in traditional Apple fashion, they used a port that no one truly uses. And you will need to shell out money for its pricey adapter. And it's not like the new 12-inch MacBook is completely cheap. The base model will get you 256 gigs of flash storage and will run you $12.99. While you can double your storage, 512 gigs, and get yourself a faster processor for about $15.99. While the specs are good for Mac users, their decision to go with the USB Type-C connector... This is reminiscent of Apple's decision to ditch the pin connector for the lightning connector on the iPhone 5. Well, Apple has always been the target for people with major disposable income, and the decision to get this device will definitely impact you on the wallet. Now, you can use standard USB connectors or charge your phone at the same time, but you'll need to purchase their adapter. Their adapter will allow you to charge, use a monitor, and use a USB device at the same time. What a fucking shock. You got to buy yeah. something else. Yeah. However, it'll run you 79 bucks. Although Jesus. you will have the option to purchase the adapter with either a VGA or HDMI output. Keep in mind that's on top of the 12.99 you're paying for the new MacBook. Now, uh, you can go um, go for the straight USB option, but the adapter will run you 19 bucks to get the uh, 
USB to USB Type-C adapter. Unfortunately, you will not be able to connect the, um, to the internet via Ethernet or use any SD cards. That's not a total surprise. Oh, and if you want to pick up a spare power connector, that'll run you 78 bucks. That would be $29 for the 2-meter cable and $49 for the actual power block. Yeah, and they're sold separately, by the way. Uh, then again, you can simply purchase the 13-inch MacBook since it does include an SD card reader, two full-size USB ports, and a Thunderbolt port. Yeah, I see what Apple did there. So, yeah. I mean, I could have spent the time talking about Apple's um, iWatch, but who fucking cares? I really think... <laughs> I really I'm don't fucking care. I'm starting to think, as opposed to what everyone used to say, I think Steve Jobs was the voice of reason for that fucking company. Like, they are doing this... Like, you can always tell that Apple's the type of company like, oh, we're a premium product, so we have premium prices. But it wasn't so blatantly disrespectful as it is now. Like, we're going to come out with a new MacBook. It's going to be less functional than the one you have now. Right. And you're going to buy it, and you're going to buy this adapter so you can do basic shit that oh, every oh. other computer does. And by the way, um, the, biggest, the, big, the biggest drawback is that the MacBook Apples will not light up now. They don't have backlit keyboard? No, the you know the Apple on top of the MacBook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they won't light up anymore. I don't fucking care about that. I didn't even know they lit up before. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but uh, it's... But people are going to freak out about it. Oh, that. yeah, people are going to be like, oh, I, that's what I used to buy it for. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, and everybody was talking about the watch and 350 for a fucking watch up to 10 grand. It's like, but see, the watch thing is like 350 I expected that price from Apple, right? Because what is it? About a hundred bucks more as the as the most expensive Android-based watch, right? But it's Apple, so they're gonna charge a little bit more. Okay, the ten thousand dollar one was dumb, but isn't it made out of like gold or something? It's supposed to be gold, and uh, but, the but who wears is, gold anymore? Yeah, what are we fucking Mr. T or what? But you're not buying a Gucci watch either. You know, you're not buying. Yeah. You're buying those. a piece of technology that's going to be outdated in like two months after you Ex buy it. Exactly. And then what are you going to – and you're going to spend ten grand for it and then next year they're going to have, oh, we have the new version. And it's going to be like, well, what, are you going to spend another ten grand to get that? Well, for those of you that – if you're spending ten grand for a watch, you probably will be spending ten grand for the next one. But You're it's... also a complete douchebag. <laughs> right. But it's – I don't know. Just Apple lately – they're, they're being very blatant. Yeah. Not with the phones so much. The phone's kind of the normal way, and they're changing things up a little bit and stuff like that. But with their computer line and stuff, it's just well, I'm thinking, fucked why, up. If you're going to go with – why are you doing with the smaller version where you're using a, you know, a USB Type-C port? Why? For what, at what, for what purpose if the, the one-inch bigger version has everything that you've already used? Well, I remember they, they started putting the lightning ports – I mean, they didn't take the USB port away, right. but they started adding lightning ports. And they're great ports, but no one really started using them. Yeah. So only really some other things use them, but nothing to really yeah. worth mentioning. I, I, it didn't hit me till now, but you know what I think it kind of seems like to me? Chromebooks. This is their version of a Chromebook. Pretty fucking expensive Chromebook. Well, I, yeah, but I'm saying that you know, no bells and whistles as far as peripherals. No. Yeah, but see, that's what Apple doesn't fucking get. And that's what I've said since day one with Apple. They want to sell at a premium. That's that's fucking wonderful. But that's also why they have such a small market share. Yeah. 
because most people do not want to spend more than their fucking rent on a computer. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like you, you're in a store, you go to Best Buy. All right. And you see the, the Mac table and then they look very pretty, but also keep in mind, they're all the same color and you have no options. Yeah. So if you don't like your computers to be white, too fucking bad or yeah. Chrome or whatever the fuck it is. And then you go to the, the window side. Cause Best Buy now is it's the windows store. You go into the windows store and there's like, a million different configurations and choices and price ranges. Right. It just seems like Microsoft gives a fuck more yeah. to the average consumer when you walk into the shop. Like, and Apple has always said, "Oh well, we." And this perfect example is why they don't include a file manager on their phones and their tablets. Well, it just it ruins the user experience. Why? Because it's com it's too complicated. They're insulting you when they say that. Yeah, they're saying you're too fucking stupid to figure it out. You know, and people just don't get it. Like, they make good shit, but they their operating system is awesome. But they need to fucking branch out. Yeah. They're, slowly, they're slowly dying. Not in phones, but they're slowly dying in the fucking compu in computers. And no one's admitting it. Well, it's like, and some people were, I've been listening to some other shows, and they were saying that, you know what seems to be kind of like the, the, um, the Jan Brady of the, of, the Apple experience is the iPads. Remember how they used to be kind of up and upfront about it, but they've seemed to kind of pull back a lot on like their iPod, iPad, at like, oh yeah, you know, iPads, the presentations iPads are, and iPads are very bland compared to what's on the market now. Yeah, it's become the it's an iPad, like it's a standby. Yeah, you know, but it's no longer the the um, thermometer that everybody's trying to achieve. Like you're you're coming out. Fucking Lenovo, Dell, um, Microsoft. Everybody's coming out with these tablets that do these amazing things. Yeah. And people are eating it up. People still buy iPads a lot, but it's usually just people who have had iPads the whole right. fucking they're, time. Yeah, they're just grading, getting a new version of it. Yeah. You know, for some people that just don't want, well, I don't have to change all my shit. Uh, you know, so it's like I'll just get another iPhone or iPad or. You know, I, I love changing all my shit. I I kind of I, I do too. I like getting new shit where it's like okay, because it's it's a little more of that Christmas Day kind of opening a present. Let's see what can I do. Yeah, the only the only thing that has impressed me with Apple, and I will say I was greatly impressed, was what they started doing when with the iPhone six when they came out. They finally came out with a bigger phone, and I know that was something that Jobs was very against. He wanted the phone to be small. But they finally came out with a bigger phone, and there's there's two options for the people who still want a smaller phone. That was smart. But really, when you think about it, they didn't really change much. No, they didn't. They just made two different sizes. Yeah. You know, and then they're just like, okay, well, it's amazing, so buy it. It's still expensive as fuck. Yeah. If you want to buy off contract, and more and more people now they want to buy their devices off contract so they can move around. Yeah. You know, it's I don't know. It's just Apple being Apple, but Apple being Apple is starting to get wear thin on a lot of fucking people. Yeah, people that pay attention anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of quality products, <laughs> Android. Um, Android has announced their 5.1 update, which would be the first major update to uh, Android Lollipop. Um, you know. First major update is always bug fixes and uh, performance shit. But one major thing, and this is actually this article is probably just a nod to Apple in itself. Um, they have this new feature called device protection. So device protection is very much like Apple's Find My iPhone feature. Now Android has always had a you could go to the 
the website and you could find like the GPS location of your phone, but it was never as um, powerful as Find My iPhone. You could you could fucking do all kinds of shit with Find My iPhone. Um, so now it will be <laughs> basically um, you'll be able to uh, lock a stolen device until you can log back into your Google account. Um, the best part of this feature is oh, it even locks the phone after a factory reset. So one thing with Android is you, you could lock the phone, but then all they had to do was factory reset the phone and then it was fine because your account wasn't connected to it anymore. So that's no longer – that's something that Apple figured out well in the beginning. Um, so that's no longer an issue. Uh, this will ship with most Android phones. Uh, this, these, this feature that ships with Android 5.1 as well as the Nexus 6 and 9 naturally. So that's kind of open-ended. I don't know if like like say my phone gets will eventually get the Android 5.1 update, but will it be capable of doing device protection? Who knows? Um, because especially when it's has something to do with something after the factory reset, right? That might be more of a hardware level thing and yeah, whatever. I don't lose my fucking phones, so I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I, I'd love to see somebody take my phone. I fucking break the head with it. <laughs> my phone is always in my pocket or my hand. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how people get their phones stolen all the time. I know. I, uh, there's people. I know. I know some people that are like, I lost my phone. I don't know where the fuck it is. And it's just like, how? How do you not have your? You know, or when you hear, oh, I didn't have my phone on me. Really? How do you not have your phone on you? Because yeah, I keep it with me like everywhere. Yeah, I had a, I had a buddy. <laughs> this is funny. He was telling us a story. Who knows if it's true or not? But it was funny anyway. Um, he was on his phone. He was holding it. And somebody tried to snatch it out of his hand. It was like an iPhone or something. And um, he fucking slapped him like a bitch. Just <laughs> bop. <laughs> and I do believe it because he's the kind of person that just – he's looking for a reason to hit people. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I never – I just don't get it. I mean the only time I lose my phone, I more say misplaced because it's always in my house. Right, right. Like my kid moved it or something and I can't find it. But it's never – I don't know. No one's ever... I've never had a phone stolen in my life. Yeah, neither have I. And I've never lost one either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I saw that uh, find my my iPhone feature on my phone, and I'm like, I'm not going to need that. It's kind, it's kind of cool to know it's there. Yeah, but... Because if your phone does get stolen, you can lock it down, you know, and they don't yeah. have to see the your pictures or whatever or your contact i wouldn't want people to get my contacts yeah you know but um and your dick pics well (laughs) i have to hold the camera way far back (laughs) and put it in panorama (laughs) oh jesus oh yeah (laughs) uh well, in this douchebag existence we call life, there are moments that when humanity does something that's simply epic this is a spot we call hashtag epic this week's hashtag epic is, well, I'm just going to go ahead and read the uh, read the story. It comes from uh, the Washington Post. Uh, it's been covered by many, many, uh, many people, but I've uh, pulled it from the Washington Post. Tony Stark never imagined his bionic suit would earn his, the superhero title of Iron Man because technically the suit is titanium alloy. Uh, nerd nerd uh, line right there. Uh, Tyler, 
Pedriski, Director of Resources Management at Lim Itless Solutions, also never imagined his bionic prosthetic arm would gather the attention of millions. Uh, Petreski, a sophomore at University of Central Florida, is one of 40 members of the Limitless team who helped build an Iron Man-themed arm for a seven-year-old boy named Alex Pring, who was born with a partially developed limb. After eight months of development and redesign, Alex received his new arm from the Iron Man himself, Robert Downey Jr., as part of the collective project, Microsoft filmed the interaction between Alex and the Avengers actor. Since and since its release, the vi- uh, video has gone viral. Limitless Solutions is a nonprofit organization run by students at the University of Central Florida. Started last May by Albert uh, Manero, the goal of the organization is to make an affordable 3D print bionic limb for children with amputations. Alex's Iron Man arm was the first arm by Limitless. The arm works. Uh, via surface electro electromyography, uh, Monero told the Washington Post in an email. Electromyography (EMG) reads the electrical signals from the brain and transmits uh, the, it to the arm, producing a signal that triggers the opening and closing of the hand. According to the organization's website, the designs are considered bionic because they are direct controlled directly by the child and the EMG pads providing a direct control and interface of the arms. To make the arm, the child is first measured, uh, size of the residual limb, length of the limb, etc. And the extra model of the arm is then appropriately scaled, the organization explains. From there, minor tweaks of the design may be necessary to accommodate any features unique to the child's condition, and then the arm is printed. From there, the pieces are assembled and the electronics are wired together and set in place. Finally, the child must be fitted with the arm and the appropriate socket and the EMG sensors are calibrated before the arm is ready to use. Well, Alex's Iron Man arm costs less than $350 in materials and the research and development time contributed. The average prosthetic limb costs around $40,000. it's actually really cool with uh, with the setup because <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. comes in in full Tony Stark mode. He's got the shades. He's on. got the shades on, the hair, the nice suit. He tell you know he talks. Um, he has uh, the cases there because he has an, his arm, and he's presenting the kid with his arm. And if you re- noticed on the boxes, it says Stark Industries printed right there on yeah. the box. So he prints it up. He gets fitted, and you know Robert. Robert Downey Jr. is just totally just working it as as Tony Stark, and the you could see the kids kind of like unfazed, like that it's you know. I think he was just in shock. He might have been where he was just kind of like intimidated, and like, do you know who this? You know what that is? He's like Iron Man. He's like, you know who that is? And he's like Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Robert Downey Jr. like, yes. <laughs> So it's a really, really cool little video, and it's one of those things where this organization is doing really cool stuff. I mean, you sit there, and you see that prosthetic arm, and you fucking got an Iron Man arm. You know, it's like, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you take something that's, that's, you know, very kind of, that's sad, especially for a kid like that, you know, is, you know, underdeveloped. But then you give him something kind of cool where you know other kids would probably be just like, oh, shit, he's got an Iron Man fucking arm. Yeah. 
you this know. motherfucker's about that life. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get Iron Man himself bringing it to you. And it's one of the things I've loved about the Marvel actors is that a lot of them, like him, Chris Pratt, uh, Chris Evans, you know, they all embrace it. And they're all quick to, like, you know, do these little things and, and, and visit the kids and all that stuff. And it, it's it's great with to see them doing that. And it's also awesome with Limitless Solutions doing something really cool and and giving, you know, kids something that they really, really want. Like, oh, this is cool and, you know, makes life a little easier. Yeah. Um, so if you'd like to recommend a hashtag epic for the podcast, please recommend it to us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks using hashtag epic. So we would like to thank you guys for the support while we enjoy making these podcasts for you for free. All we ask from you is to comment or rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you can even go to the website, lazygeeks.com, and let us know what you think. Uh, we won't block you <laughs> if, hmm. if you're constructive. Uh, it only takes a couple of seconds, and it would help us out greatly. If you want to get in contact with us, you can uh, like us or add us to your circle on Facebook or Google+, as well as hit us up on Twitter at TheLazyGeeks, one word, or send something to our mailbag at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. So that is it for the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.